Hello, entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Laura L. Bernhard. Welcome back to the Marketing Bound Podcast, where we help entrepreneurs leverage inbound marketing strategies to grow their businesses. Today, we are discussing 10 podcasting mistakes to avoid. So very useful for those who have a podcast or about to start one. I won't go into every single mistake I made, (laughs) but I am going to share the top 10 mistakes I think that can help you save so much time and help you make money faster. So basically I pick the juiciest mistakes to share with you. So you'll definitely want to listen to all of them. I also give recommendations on what to do instead of what I did. Before jumping into the episode, I have a little announcement. Marketingbound.com is officially live where you can access all inbound marketing resources. That includes this podcast, the show notes, blogs, and the Marketing Bound Facebook group where I take recommendations for podcast topics. So definitely check out marketingbound.com after this episode. And with that, let's kick off the intro music. I don't know what you guys think about the intro song, but it always gets me dancing. So if you're in the Facebook group, please let me know what you think about it. I am super curious. So the very first podcasting mistake you want to avoid, and honestly, probably in anything you do, is you never want to stop learning. To explain this mistake properly, I need to take you back when I first started my podcast So let's go back to August 2019, and I actually gave myself until the end of the year to prepare 10 podcast episodes before my official launch in January of 2020. That was my goal. And for those of you who haven't started a podcast, I would recommend having episodes ready in advance. You're not scrambling every week to get an episode out. But going back to my story, I spent the end of 2019 preparing those episodes and learning about how to be a podcaster. From the technology to building my interviewing skills to pitching guests, I watched a lot of videos and read so many blogs about podcasting. So when I interviewed my guest and when I officially launched in January of 2020, I had a pretty solid idea of what I was doing. But As soon as I launched, I felt this pressure that there were so many things I needed to do. So I created processes on how and when I was going to pitch, when I was going to interview guests, and when I was going to edit and promote. I created processes around everything. But eventually over time, I didn't look at my processes anymore. I just knew what I needed to do. And that's where my mistake started. I got into a routine. I never took a step back to see what was working and what wasn't working. As business owners, you're probably cringing right now, right? Because this is really not good. I literally did the same thing over and over and over again for months. When finally I asked myself, oh, 
what if I do this differently or change that? And that's when I realized that I had stopped learning. I stopped improving. My processes has, had not evolved. Don't get me wrong. I was learning as I kept interviewing people and promoting episodes, but I stopped researching best practices. I stopped evaluating my efforts. I was in like this loop in a routine where I focused on repeating the same steps over and over again. And repeating a process is great when you have a winning formula. But at the beginning of any podcast, you're not sure what's working and what's not working. So it's always best to try new things and adapt to what your audience is telling you. So that being said, there are two things I recommend every podcaster do. First is you need to be intentional so that every month, take a step back and evaluate your efforts. What are you spending time on? Are you spending too much time on editing or not enough on promotion? Can the content be improved? How can you improve it? How can you take your podcast to the next level? What does the next level look like? You want to evaluate and see where you can improve and optimize. And my second piece of advice is to stay up to date with what's going on in the podcast world. If you're in marketing, you make sure that you keep up with the industry. Same thing if you're in finance or if you're in personal coaching. Well, the same applies to podcasting. You need to keep listening to podcasts, maybe like this one, watch YouTube videos, read blogs. You need to stay in the loop and use it to improve your show and optimize your processes. You don't want to fall into a routine like I did. I stopped improving and I stopped optimizing for months. And then all of a sudden, I had to improve and optimize all at once. And it was extremely stressful. Don't do that. I would recommend doing it on a monthly basis. If you can't, maybe at least every quarter. But you definitely want to stop and see what you're working on and what you can improve on. The second podcasting mistake to avoid is not leveraging your podcast as part of your personal brand. It may seem obvious to you as an entrepreneur that your podcast is an extension of you and the value that you offer. But I did not realize this until a few months ago. (laughs) Because When I started podcasting, I started it for fun. I started it to meet entrepreneurs and to learn from them. And I was very adamant on making sure that the guests were the stars of their episodes. And this is just the wrong way to do it. As a podcast host, you are the only component of that podcast that is consistent every single week. Just like Oprah. She was a star of her show, even if she had different guests on every single day. People watched because they wanted to see Oprah. And the same goes for you and your podcast. People tune in over and over again because of you, because of the value that you bring to the show, even when you're interviewing guests. So to avoid this mistake, obviously, just know that you're very much part of the brand. And I don't mean you have to have your name in the podcast title. Technically, if you don't have a huge audience, there's really no benefit of having your name in the title. 
That's not what I mean by being part of the brand. I mean, being part of every episode and showing up for your audience and making sure that you are giving them valuable information on a weekly basis. Even if you're interviewing a guest, don't just make your guests speak. You are part of this brand. People are showing up because they want to listen to you. I think also something that you can leverage is make sure that you put your face in your promotion. So just a little recap, know that you're very much part of the brand, put your face in your promotion and make sure to speak during your interviews. Ooh, okay. This next mistake is a big one. Many people think that having guests on your show makes it easier to get listeners. And yes, it it does help you, but you can't rely on guests to do anything for your show other than showing up for the interview. Guests want to take advantage of your listeners. So in their mind, they don't have to or don't want to promote the interviews to their audience. Also, if they're a bigger guest, chances are they're doing dozens of interviews. So they're definitely not going to want to promote dozens of interviews to their audience. So you can't rely on the guest to promote their interview. Personally, when I'm a guest, I don't go on dozens of shows. So it's easier for me to promote. And I also like to promote the shows that I'm on because it helps my personal brand. My audience sees that I'm on other shows and it helps build my reputation. You help the show reach a bigger audience, but you're also helping yourself. You spent that one hour or half an hour on somebody else's show, leverage that information to share with your audience. But although this is what I do, I made the mistake to think that every guest does the same thing. And that's not the case. So as a podcaster of your own show, you have to think about promotion differently. If you think a huge guest is going to come on and and just share your episode with everybody, you're going to get hundreds of thousands of listens. That's not going to happen. Your expectations of that episode is going to be super high. And then suddenly when they don't promote it, you have to make sure that you're still prepared to promote it. So when you're thinking of your episode, never consider the guest's promotion as part of your promotional effort. If they do promote their episode, that's a bonus. Always consider it as a bonus. You need to think of your promotion without the guest's help. Okay, the next mistake is not focusing on one social media platform at a time. Let me explain. Before starting my podcast, I actually deleted all of my personal social media accounts, except for LinkedIn. So when I started the podcast, I wanted to secure the handles on all the social media platforms. And honestly, that's as far as I should have gone. I should have focused on promoting on LinkedIn until I got into the swing of things and then added another social media platform. It's honestly the first rule of social media. You need to be where your audience is, and that does not need to be everywhere. So because I'm targeting entrepreneurs, I wanted to focus on LinkedIn, but I quickly got distracted with Instagram and Facebook and Twitter because I saw my competitors were on all of these platforms. All other podcasts have Twitter accounts, active Facebook accounts, Instagram accounts. Mistake 
mistake, mistake, don't do it. Don't do it. You're most likely going to have a platform where you have a bigger audience. And that can be Instagram. That can, be, that can even be your newsletter. That's where you have to start promoting. And only once you get the hang of promoting your podcast on that specific platform, then you expand. If you want, you don't even have to. But trust me, you get a lot further by focusing on one platform than spreading yourself too thin on all the platforms. As a podcaster, you already have so many things to do. You don't want to overwhelm yourself with all of these new platforms that you're probably not used to. Because being on different platforms means different graphics or videos or different text. It's not worth creating different media for every single platform at the beginning. Focus on one of them for at least three months and then expand. Okay, we are at the fifth podcasting mistake to avoid. So a little bit of context. Before I mentioned that you are a part of your podcast, you're part of the brand. People listen every week to hear you, okay? Well, because I was so adamant on making my guests shine, I barely spoke in some of the episodes. I would comment here and there, but that's it. And some of my listeners actually told me to speak more. They said they wanted to hear more from me. And the tone that I have with my guests is very conversational. So it doesn't seem like I prepare any questions for them in advance. And that's because I direct the conversation based on what they tell me. But as a podcast host, and especially if you want to leverage the podcast as a source of revenue for your business, people need to hear from you as well. You need to add value to that conversation. You need to build credibility and your reputation as an expert. You can't do that if you're silent. If you say, oh my God, that's so great. Oh my God, what? In my first few episodes, if you listen to them, I was saying amazing after every single story my guests would tell me. To the point where three of my listeners told me I had to stop saying amazing. So yes, I think I mentioned that in the last episode, but that's a great example of not contributing enough to the conversation. Think about the podcasts that you listen to, especially the larger shows. The hosts always add his or her opinion or expertise because that's what the audience wants. So my suggestion on how to make sure that you're talking enough in the episodes, two things. First, when you think about the episode, think about how you can add value to that conversation. How are you as an expert going to give your opinion and expertise in this conversation? And two, ask your audience what they think. They will tell you if it's enough or if it's not enough. So the sixth podcasting mistake I made is not niching down sooner. I started the podcast for fun and I thought, okay, I'll target entrepreneurs and then narrow it down as I figure things out. Wrong, 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 wrong. Don't do that. Have a specific niche from the beginning. And you're thinking, okay, why? Why can't I figure it out on the way? So you should have a niche from the beginning because one, 
It aligns the podcast with the people that you can help. It helps you make decisions on who you should interview. And three, broad targeting may work for large podcasters, but that doesn't work anymore. It doesn't. So finally, I decided that it was time to niche down and rebrand this podcast to the Marketing Bound Podcast. And I specifically help service-based entrepreneurs with inbound marketing. The worst part is as a marketer, I knew I had to niche down, but I never prioritized it, which was wrong, right? Like I, I know I got into a routine and I never evaluated what was working and what wasn't working. And it probably scared me to change things at the very beginning, but that was all wrong. Have a super clear niche from the beginning. As a business owner, you probably already have a niche, a specific target audience, a specific group of people that you help. And that's what you need for your podcast. If you do not have a niche for your business, you should not start a podcast, especially if you're starting a podcast to get leads. You need to take a step back and work on niching down. It sounds harsh, but the podcast will not help you. Okay, actually, let's do a small exercise. I'm going to ask you three questions about your niche. And if you can answer them, then you're on a good track. And if you can't answer them with like a few words for each question, then you may have some work to do. Okay, so first question, if people typed something into Google to find your services, what would they type in? The second question is, what Facebook group is your target audience part of? And the third question is, what is a characteristic that you haven't mentioned yet that describes your target audience? Maybe where they live, their age, their marital status. So if you couldn't answer them, maybe write them down, review them. But what I will do with you is I'll answer these questions with my own podcast. So to find my podcast, people would type in inbound marketing for entrepreneurs into Google. They would specifically write inbound marketing for entrepreneurs podcast, something like that. The Facebook group that they would be a part of is any Facebook group related to entrepreneurs, coaching, consulting, not, not the e-commerce groups for entrepreneurs all the ones with service-based entrepreneurs. And finally, the characteristic that describes them all is that they make less than $250,000 per year. So I am targeting service-based entrepreneurs who want to leverage inbound marketing in their businesses and who make less than $250,000 a year. Pretty specific, but super important. If I invite an email marketing expert on the Marketing Bound podcast. I'm going to make sure I extract information from him that can help entrepreneurs who are usually working alone or with a small team. I'm not gonna ask anyone about making commercials or billboards. The topics we discuss here are for the solopreneur, are for entrepreneurs who have a small team. And I wanna make sure that the advice is actionable specifically for them. That's why I specify their yearly income. So 
if you do need help with niching down maybe your podcast or your business, contact me on LinkedIn or again, join the Marketing Bound Facebook group because I'm sure we can all have a great discussion about niching down. Okay, we got into a lot of detail in that last mistake, but it's super important. Now let's move on to mistake number seven. Make sure your sound quality is on point. People are consuming your content through their earbuds or headphones. So the sound quality is the most important technical aspect of your podcast. People are okay with less than perfect video, but if the sound is off, people are not going to consume your podcast. And let me tell you, I made this mistake. Did I make this mistake in my first few episodes? Because I did those first 10 episodes in person, remember I was telling you guys at the end of 2019, this was all before COVID. I thought it was a good idea to record episodes in person. And as a concept, that's a great idea, but I didn't have a studio. So I would meet up with the guest and we would record in their office or a random meeting room. The sound quality was never regulated. It sounded different everywhere I went. So some episodes really suffered from their sound quality. And because I really, I don't know how to fix that post-production, I edited what I could and then I published them. And some people did complain about the quality. They said, it sounds like it is a great interview, but I can't, I can't keep listening to it. I had to stop. There's too much echo. So that's when I adjusted my strategy and I moved everything to Zoom. This also made it easier for me because I didn't have to meet up with anybody. So I recommend that you focus on the sound quality when you're recording. You don't want to deal with that post-production. To help your sound, make sure that you're in a small room. My first studio, you can call it, I recorded my episodes in a closet. It had the greatest sound. (laughs) But yes, it was a closet. Then you'll also want to make sure that when you test the sound, wherever you're recording, that you're testing it with your headphones or your earbuds, because that's how your listeners are most likely going to listen to your episode. And then another trick I have is I unplug my headphones and then I crank the volume up of the episode. If it gets distorted really quickly, chances are there's some kind of buzzing sound or echo that you need to remove from the episode. If there's a buzzing sound or an echo, then there's something wrong wherever you're recording and you can adjust it. Okay, so the next mistake you want to avoid is spending a lot of useless time editing every episode. At first, I would spend hours going through my hour-long interviews removing any dead silence, the ums, the ands, the stutters, everything. And honestly, it's not worth it. People want to hear natural flowing conversations and the and a few ums and ands and run-on sentences, like that's normal. Leave those in. I would suggest that you only spend time editing on the sound quality. But other than that, there's no need to spend hours and hours editing every episode. 
So I'll tell you a little bit about my current editing process. I re-listen to the interview. I take notes on the episode. I use those notes to help me with promotion, the show notes, and the introduction of the episode. I write out the introduction. I record that. And I add the intro in the music. And then I'm done. And this takes about two hours. And that's, that's pretty good for an hour-long interview. So I would suggest setting up a process so that you can streamline the editing so that it doesn't take you very long. An example is that I can technically write the intro after my interview, like right after my interview. And then I don't have to re-listen to the episode. I would save an hour just there. A podcaster I know, she writes notes during the interview and that saves her a lot of time. But then on the other hand, I know another podcaster who's also a sound engineer and she takes 14 hours to edit an episode. So my biggest recommendation is to take the time you need to make your episode great. Make sure that the time you spend on it is adding value to the episode. Removing ums and ands and all the little details, that's not making your episode more valuable. Okay, so the ninth podcasting mistake to avoid is not asking for backlinks sooner. So this is only relevant if you have a website and many podcasters don't have a website, but as an entrepreneur, chances are the podcast will have its own page on your business's website. This means that people can link back to that page. And by doing that, you're increasing your search engine optimization You probably know it as SEO and better SEO means Google favors your website and increases the chances of your website popping up on the first page. So I made the mistake not to ask to get linked back to my website. What I didn't realize is that many guests have a media page where they list all the podcasts that they were on. So it's super easy to get a backlink to your website. One of my guests linked to my website and because Google already liked his website, it increased the score of mine by a lot. And that's when I realized, I'm like, oh, this this was a mistake. So if you do have guests on your podcast, make it easy for them to link back to your website. You can do this by giving them a link to their episode and even providing a little description. Alrighty, entrepreneurs, the last podcasting mistake you want to avoid is not batching your work. In podcasting, you have so many different tasks, preparing for an episode, research. If there's a guest, you need to coordinate the actual interview, editing, writing the intro, show notes, creating graphics, uploading videos, promotion. This is very overwhelming at first. And there's so much to do every single week. And that's why batching your work is super important. It makes this new workload way more manageable. It's a lot less overwhelming when you prepare the graphics for four of your episodes at once, then you schedule them all at once, and suddenly you have a month's worth of podcasting promotion complete. Okay, you should do more promotion than that, but that's that's just an example. You don't want to be scrambling every single week to repeat this process. And batching your tasks 
encourage you to spend less time on each task every single week and encourages you to produce a few episodes ahead. And that is so key in podcasting. So it might be hard to batch your work as you're still getting used to your podcasting processes, but my recommendation is that as soon as you can start batching work, do it. Absolutely batch your work where you can. It doesn't have to be for every single task, but batch where you can. So those are the top 10 podcasting mistakes to avoid. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to join the Marketing Bound Facebook group so we can discuss this episode and check out marketingbound.com, the new website. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. I'll see you next week. 